Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art for the 100th time. Hello, friends. Coming with me uh, on this journey, on this magical journey, on our on our glorious 100th, it's the man, the myth, the legend, my partner in crime, Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. Oh, partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. 100 man <laughs> we did it dude i'm gonna leave it at that <laughs> nah, it uh it hey, escapes it, words a, words escape for real yeah. uh also joining us on his 75th episode on the podcast our interim to now permanent our our i can't even imagine the show without him now it is my brother edgelord big news brian what's up boys hello wow i am in high spirits we we finally did it this was a long time coming very excited to get into it and we got a great show to boot we have like a ton of cool shit to talk about but um let's get into plugs really fast you could find me at the chris espinal on twitter and instagram joshua cole where can they find you at jd cole underscore 37 as well on instagram hell yeah brian you can find me at b.esp on both Instagram and Twitter. And uh, you can catch me on twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow us on Twitter, especially because our weekly really good chapter of the week poll is now in effect. It's still going. We're doing this a little early. Uh, usually the poll ends on Thursdays when we usually record, but that is not the case this time. Uh, so yeah, go on to our Twitter, vote for your favorite. The voting still up as the as of the recording of this episode. Uh, I will, I guess, I'll announce like what what the front runner is when we get to it, but it won't be Black Clover because Black Clover's on break this week. So that'll be a, a genuine a genuine race uh, for real. Uh, if you love this podcast and are watching through YouTube, uh, we have all 100 episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on there doing the thing. Uh, so go look us up on there. We don't have video episodes for every episode. So if you wanted to go back into the catalog and check it out, you can. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes and Spotify and wherever you listen to podcasts, first of all, thank you because you may be may have been here since the beginning. So, you know, very very big thanks to you guys. But if you want to see us live and see our beautiful faces, uh, you there's a link in your description that will take you to our YouTube page, uh, where we have all the fun stuff, little breakups for chapters that you like, you know, series that you follow. We do little breakups of those, or you can watch full episodes, whatever you want. We got it on there for you. Uh, and I think that's it. Oh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. Super helps. Uh, it'll help us be more visible uh, to the algorithm of iTunes. So do that. We want to be famous. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. That's my computer. Anyway, uh, I think that's it. Comment below, like, subscribe, share. Let's 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 get into it. I uh, I'm very excited. It is time for the 100th time. Turn to my oh, oh shit! Jujutsu Kaisen.
Jujutsu. Oh yeah. Uh, this is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 140 execution. Uh, last we left off, uh, I called it. <laughs> uh, basically, <laughs> basically everybody's like, oh, pulled, yeah. everybody's pulled up on Itadori. Uh, we got Naoya here from the Zenin clan. Uh, and of course we have Okotsu who just like found this guy. So, uh, the four-way battle ensues. He pulls up on the scene. Itadori has to ask for the second time because this is another just stranger after him. Uh, he's just like, who are you? And uh, I guess Okotsu answers by just jumping like off the building and just crashing into the scene, uh, which is pretty terrifying, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> like just literally flexing his, his ability. For real. And show you, this is what I am. <laughs> don't worry about the name. Yeah, exactly. Don't no don't worry about who I'm, I am. I am your end. You're not gonna need my name where you're going, so don't even worry about it. Um and it's funny because like pulling up like the Grim Reaper to out to collect souls. For real. Uh so Choso looks up at him and is like, So you're Yuji's executioner. And um at that point Naoya is like, Okay, let's get it not twisted right here. Uh, I am not your enemy right now. Uh, I'm, I'm on your side. Uh, he's basically says like, yo, I'm, I'm Maki's cousin. Uh, and of course, Okotsu knows Maki from back in the day. So mm. no good way to identify yourself. Um, but he's like, yeah, basically we're on the same side. I'm also here to kill Itadori. But, um, you know, if you want to do it, I'm not going to get in your way. But in return, uh, he, oh, he doesn't really say like what he has in return right now. But oh oh I think what it is. So basically he's like, hey, if you kill Itadori, don't don't tell people yet. <laughs> um he's bait for somebody I wanna I wanna meet. Uh but yeah, at the same time Choso's in his head like, you know, bringing together all the logistics of the situation, just really thinking. Yeah, I mean it didn't take him very I mean it Itadori was, was is kinda, you know, he, he he's sharp when it comes to combat, but he's still kinda dull in mm-hmm. <laughs> he's kinda thick in the head. So. Yeah. This, he, you know, he already peeped out the situation from the first words. He was like, yeah, you got to get out of here. Literally, if you yeah. go a page back, the first thing he says, <laughs> right after, right after he asked, who are you? And as soon as he responded with some familiar shit, that's, he didn't even have to know nobody's name. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, this isn't good, bro. They're going to smoke you. Yeah. You got to get out of <laughs> here. Especially this guy that pulled up. So. Yeah. yeah. So basically, yeah, I like it. He tells uh, Yuji to like go on without him. He'll take the speed the speed guy uh, because you know he he's he's a speed type, but there's a trick to it. So as long as he figures that out, it should be fine. Um, trying to like make it easier for Itadori to wrap his mind around leaving Choso behind to do the thing. So you know, after uh, Naoya and uh, Okotsu make their deal. Uh, it, they just spring into ap- a- action. No problems. Um, Okotsu makes his move. Uh, Choso tries to do something to Okotsu, but like Naoya comes in and just like kicks his hand out of the way, his like blood strike. So yeah, that's a moot point. And uh, Okotsu is left to just chase after Itadori, who's sprinting full speed, yet Okotsu can still like keep up with him with a katana in his hand without like this movement i guess without the ability to really sprint uh yeah that was i guess that was significant i wouldn't know i don't I run mean, around with large katanas yeah i mean 
But I guess even when I'm like when I'm using a lacrosse stick, eh, ah. uh, I, you know, it is. I guess it's you know you have to do it in stride. You know what I'm saying? If I'm running and holding it like that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I get it. Wow. Whatever, uh, man. Hey, I tried to make a comparison. We waited lacrosse is lit. Yeah, we yes. waited 100 episodes to reveal that we've been this entire time in the presence of a student athlete. <laughs> 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 Yo, you funny, bro. Yeah. Uh but in any case, uh yeah, he's they just start fighting it up. Uh Naomi just like his, his technique seems to consist of just like lightly slapping people whenever he gets the opportunity, but um upon slapping this guy, he just feels like ow. And um he's basically like well, I could tell by your technique is like that blood thing, right? But you need some time to charge up. So, you know, I'm a speed type, so you're done. That's not going to work on me. Uh, so this is checkmate. Now you die. And Choso is just like, no, I'm warning you. Do you think you could leave here alive after trying to hurt my little brother? <laughs> no, I'm warning you. I'm talking about none of that science you just spit. Yeah. You <laughs> said, I'm going hard for mine. Yeah, you gotta love it. I mean, and did I say this was hard? You see, this definitely was. For me. Oh yeah, I mean, I agree. I was waiting till the end to be like, but uh, well, well, might as well. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Very cool. Um, but back to the chase with Itadori and Okotsu. They both come across uh, these dilapidated cars. Uh, Yuji tries to pull a like slick move, jump over it, but Okosu comes around the corner like, "Ooh, I got you, bitch!" Uh, yeah, he did. He did read. He did. He didn't. He did catch him, but I guess he's just he's just so fast and elusive, man. Yeah, like an air dodge. For I'm real. telling you, this is literally Smash Bros. Yeah, but Yuji slick himself, and on the cups, the cusp of jumping over, he also flips. Like the other way, I feel like that's almost impossible. <laughs> no, he had he he put his hands on the door, like the the handles or not the handles. Oh, okay. Like like the the window, like the window was down, so he grabbed onto the door and pulled himself back over. So and he swung himself over to the opposite side of the car. <laughs> that still feels crazy difficult, but it is Itadori, and he's like. Got crazy strength, so whatever. Yeah, he he gets a pass for it, but what was super lit is how he used he used the car as, as a as a means to to escape, and then on on the same coin, knocked it right into a coat which was I, yeah. I was smart as hell. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, he seemed to have punched this car directly into Okotsu's body, and uh, yeah, he takes that opportunity to just like dart in indoors, but. Okotsu doesn't take that lightly. He also just seems to toss this car in Itadori's way. And uh, Okotsu's like, yeah, I'm not even that strong, too. So <laughs> you're not impressive. <laughs> I can also do that. Uh, but yeah, at, at that moment, Itadori realizes, like, hey, he may not have that much power, but he has an immense amount of cursed energy. Um, so he compensates for his lack of power with cursed energy. Uh, everyone does it, but when he does it, yeah, it's, it's something special, uh, apparently. So, 
Oh, apparently he has more cursed energy than Gojo. So that's pretty fun. Um, but he has the but uh, the difference between them is that like Gojo has the six eyes. So the energy that's lost when he activates a curse is infinitesimally close to zero. Yes. Uh, one may be blessed by mana, but the other one was given magic eyes. And we all know <laughs> magic eyes. And in manga, if you have magic eyes, you're pretty much the dominant superior race basically um take that out loco sorry that's my guy too he is my guy and he's like you know what now i'm done talking and he just like pulls up on yuji uh he's yuji doesn't know what to really do he just remembers toto talking about the flow of energy for an elite sorcerer is difficult to read um it's they like average fighters Basically, the difference between them is that you can just kind of see where all the cursed energy is uh, is located, where an elite Jujutsu Sorcerer can just, like, spread it around his old body. Um, so, you know, and, of course, Okotsu is just an elite fighter, so his whole body, including his katana, is constantly surging with cursed energy. Uh, but, yeah, he doesn't let this really discourage him, because the chapter ends with... Uh, him kind of remembering Nanami's last words to him. And it kind of occurs to me like, oh yeah, they killed off Nanami. So many people died in the Shibuya arc that I, I almost forgot that Nanami was killed then too. I'm like, fuck. Uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, the chapter ends with Yuji really declaring I can't die yet. Uh, man, fantastic chapter. Uh, it really popped off way quicker than I thought it would. Uh we're already in the action like a couple chapters after the Shibuya arc. So not a lot of time to rest there, but I am not angry at it. Um, this isn't a huge, massive event. Mm -hmm. It's just a really cool and intense, uh, mashup of character, you know, of like characters meeting each other and introducing them into the series mm -hmm. and solidifying who they are with the huge first, you know, with the beginning first statement yeah. and just, you know, epically cool art and, 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 and fighting. This is what, you know? So yeah. I think there's a difference. Like, I still feel like the pace is cool because he's very focused on one thing that's going on and without all these other storylines. Like, we know that that's going to happen later. Mm -hmm. It's just all I'm thinking about is, damn, what's going to happen next? For sure. My guess, my guess of what's going to happen is, uh, I think um, this arc is going to end with Yuji and Okoto and maybe some people from Jujutsu High becoming enemies of the Jujutsu sorcerer world. And vowing to liberate Gojo. I mean, not Gojo. Is it Gojo or is it Jogo? No, jo Gojo. Gojo's the guy with the eyes. Jogo is the yeah, yeah, head. No, this is Choso, right? Oh, Choso is, yeah. Cho no, no, no. the blood guy. I'm great. What are you talking? There's so many. There's so many characters that sound the same. But I'm talking about the guy with the eyes. And the yeah, fucking... Gojo. That's Gojo. Yeah, it's Gojo. Gojo. Okay. So go I'm thinking that they're gonna like because they already showed that Okoto is probably gonna fucking flip just because he mentioned he's like Maki and you know he's really tight with Maki and um, voice dude. Mm -hmm. So. Um, that's already, I think, for me, like, oh, this guy's going to flip 100%. Um, so I think they're going to become enemies of the Jujutsu world while also vowing to go and save Gojo from the prison realm. Mm 
and that would make them enemies 100%. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I never thought that, like, um, Okotsu was going to be, like, an actual antagonist to the series. Um, I think he's, he feels like it. He could, I mean. Uh, I have not. I think... I think he would use uh, Yuji to go free Gojo, and then that's when he'll execute him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities for this, but um, as far as the chapter itself goes, huge, huge fan. I can't wait to see what happens next for it. He's gonna get one. He's gonna have one hell of a of, of an epic like end arc. Mm-hmm. Kotsu, I, I I can just see it. I, how I don't know how far in the future that's gonna be, man, but. He's gonna die with a smile on his face. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna have the will of D <laughs> coursing through his veins, and and and, and mad corpse around him. Yeah, or he and just like, like I, <laughs> he or he just like lives happily. One of the two. Well, um, you know, I I hope. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, um, huge fan. Loved it. This is my RGC for the week, so uh, I'm I'm very excited. Uh, you guys ready to move mm-hmm. on? Mm-hmm. All right, it is time to randomize. Avengers. This is Avengers number 43. Enter the Phoenix part four. Uh, last we left off, they're still fighting for the Phoenix Force. Uh, this time, uh, we start off with the pairings of Black Panther versus Wolverine, um, in which Black Panther wins by just kicking Logan in the nuts. Uh, and yeah, he just wins, or, beats him up yeah, after that. That's that was the that was the final result of that, basically. <laughs> yeah, he kicks him real you know. hard, and then just takes advantage of the moment to like cut him up real bad. So there's a lot of back and forth about adamantium versus versus uh, vibranium. Uh, vibranium, yeah. I guess I don't know. I don't know which one is stronger. I guess vibranium is. Yeah, I have no uh, idea either. Feel like I should know that. Feel like I'm. I'm I'm a big dummy. <laughs> hey, you big dummy. Don't you know? It's vibranium. Oh, don't you have Google? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish. Oh, <laughs> um, God, man. It must be nice. Yeah. At the same time, Valkyrie is fighting She-Hulk. Um, She-Hulk is like, we don't have to do this. And Hulk is like, yeah, we do. And then I'm going to nuke myself. She basically does her gamma bomb and wins her battle. Uh, we then cut to Red Widow, Josh's favorite character. Red Widow versus the no Black way. Knight. <laughs> Whoa! What? This is hype as hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh, man, if only Arsenal was here to join the Red Barrage. If only Hawkeye was. Mediocreness. Yo, you know, that, you know why this arc is not good? Because the Phoenix... <laughs> Zero out of ten because the Phoenix didn't obviously pick Hawkeye as one of the people to succeed to become the Phoenix. Obviously, that's actually a fact. <laughs> actually... I don't understand how Clint Barton didn't get right. I mean, Clint how many Barton. people can claim they killed Ow. the Hulk? Am I right? Bro, not many. Mm. Meanwhile, on and, the outside and... <laughs> of Avengers Mountain, while everybody's like fighting, I guess the Phoenix Force and also each other. Uh, it's uh, that's when American Eagle pulls up and is like, "Oh, I lost." <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm mad because the dude asked him, like, like says, "Like, whoa, who took you out?" Like, Shauna. 
I bet a whole bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I was just Shauna from the Savage Land. She took me out. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet she did. And Blade's Which, like, did we ever figure out who she was in the first place? She's uh, she's the uh, I think the wife of, I, I could be wrong, but Kazar. You remember from? I remember her from like uh, I think Empire where they attacked like the Savage Land and she was there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kazar is like the Conan guy. Yeah, Conan esque because okay. they actually have Conan and Conan is part of the Marvel canon now. Um, but in any case, Blade is like, don't worry, you can just fight here. We're just out here fighting each other right now. So if you want to join that, that'll be cool. Um. One bombshell that we learned last issue as well is that apparently uh, Thor is the son of the 1 million BC Phoenix host. Uh, And he just found that shit out. And he's like, what did you just call me? And she said, I'm your mom's dude. Uh, And he didn't take lightly to that. He said, you lie, beast Gaia. The earth goddess is my mother. And she said, no, we lied, bro. I birthed you. Yeah, I'm definitely not lying or making this up. <laughs> not at all. Right, Jason Aaron. Right, Jason Aaron. This is real continuity now. That everybody All of this. Everything that's happened in this it, Avengers run. All this earth shattering stuff. Yeah, from now on, everybody's going to have to adhere to this. <laughs> this. Uh, but yeah. Why? Because he did because of that Thor run? That's what that's what No, because like that's every the time he's the Marvel bro, it was it was it was cool. It wasn't the greatest thing ever, man. The <laughs> no, Marvel I'll... carried him hard through a lot of it. Hey man, it's uh, it, it the people who make the rules change over the years, so you know, it could be any any writer has that power to fundamentally change a character's history if they have like the editorial approval basically to do so but we got him in his back pocket man i'm telling you there's some type of conspiracy going on yeah i mean he's a veteran writer there at this point so it makes sense that he should that he could just do but you know what it could also be like they didn't really confirm they did we just kind of have to take the phoenix's word for it uh to see but yeah (laughs) she just keeps trying to convince him and he's like, no, you're not my mom. My real mom. Guy is my mom. Uh, and before, having a tantrum. Yeah. And, uh, His ex-girlfriend has to save him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the same, yeah, at that moment, that's like while they're talking shit. Um, that's when, yeah, Valkyrie comes in and is like, yeah, I lost to She-Hulk. So, you know, it's pretty wild. Uh so yeah, Thor's pretty miffed off, so he's not having a great time. Back in the white hot room, uh the weird purgatory space where all the fighters go to chill after their battles, uh Captain America confronts Namor and is like, Are you willing to kill me, bro? I mean, after all we've been through together and Namor's like, Yes. Like, who are you, bro? Like yeah. you're just somebody that helped me at some time. Fuck about that. We were we were invaders in like 1940 something. No, I don't care. Uh, Shauna pulls up herself, and then Red Widow won her battle against the Black Knight. So Josh is pretty stoked about that. Uh, one of these. Um, Black Panther and She Hulk also arrive, uh, and then they just get thrown directly back into battle, where Namor is facing off against She Hulk. Red Widow is going up against Shauna and finally uh, concluding the issue 
it's going to be Black Panther versus Captain America. Uh, all right. <laughs> I like how we. I, I like how he said. Listen, I, you don't think that Phoenix is going to let us settle this with just rock paper scissors, right? <laughs> Not even the two out of three. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a cool Come game on, of Battleship. Can we do yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. No. That's, no. A, that's a hard game. That's intense. Oh, so you know the X of Swords people can go and play Monopoly all day, but we can't. It shoots the ladder. Half Scott just shoots and ladders. <laughs> They get to right, play shuffleball. I, I gotta beat my best friend's face in until he until he's unresponsive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know. This is fine. I I think a lot of people aren't really keen on this whole run. I've, <laughs> I've heard rumblings that this run isn't exactly look highly upon. Uh, <laughs> I don't hate it. I think, like I said, I think it's kind of cool the tournament style. It's just not as. You know, they're going about it in the most American comic way yeah. they can. <laughs> you know, I it's mean, a little bit You're absolutely a right. A little bit of a letdown, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an expectation I set myself and I've learned from that already, so I'm not going to be too bitter. You're not alone. I mean, we all get bummed out because the style American comics don't don't do action scenes well. I haven't as much as I do like them and there are very good stories within American comics, I can't point to a single fight where I was like, that was fire. You know, uh, it, it's a, it's a real bummer. I wish that like, you know, we could just, they could just like learn to just have battles. Cause why not? It's a lot of fun. You guys have a lot of cool characters with a lot of po- great power concepts and don't use it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of battles of philosophy more than actual battling, which is what all these battles are. It's just them talking while they're literally punching each other in the face, which is feels impossible. And you see, that's why that's that's why we put certain writers on such a high praise level because, mm-hmm. you know, when they do it well, they do it well, but then it just makes everything else look so mediocre. Yeah. Really rough. Yeah, it's hard to be exciting when you you have to put the same, like the monologuing in the same panel as someone getting punched in the face really hard. Um, but yeah, man, they need to fucking read Bakuman and get some inspiration for real. from. They need to read from Battle from your boy. They need to yeah. read Yu Yu Hakusho and get on that, like mimic right? the tournament from Yu Yu Hakusho. So you doubt yeah? Oh gee, shit. I, I I really need to go back and read that again. I wish it was on the app on the Shonen Jump app. It's not, unfortunately. Um, Hopefully one day. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Yeah. If we all at Viz Media, they'll probably throw it up. Why not? Uh, but in any case, that was uh, Avengers. It was fine. Uh, whether this Phoenix shit is real or not in terms of Thor, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm good to, to move on. Are you? It is time to randomize. I hope he turns his sword into some gu- 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 guns. My hero academia. This is my hero academia chapter three hundred and three. The top three. And whose VGC is it? Brian, is this your favorite chapter of the week? RGC, I mean. Dude, I feel bad for my hero academia because Jesus Christ. Sorry guys. Uh Dad. What? Hello? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I feel like... I feel bad for My Hero Academia because 
it all the chapters have just been fucking incredible. But I, uh, this is unfortunately not my RGC. Whoa. I wanted it to be so bad, but Jesus, there's just good chapters every week competing against it. Well, Brian, I think you'll be pleased to know that this is currently actually in the lead for the audience RGC of the week. So, <laughs> rest job, easy, soldiers. <laughs> be proud. Uh, but in any case, I mean, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good chapter. Uh, it was outshone by uh, by Jujutsu Kaisen for me, just because it's so cool. But uh, this is a, this is a very cool one. Um, we pick up where pretty much where we le- like right after we left off. Esther Todoroki is like, "Dad, come on, stop fucking." <laughs> Let's just fucking go and stop Toya. And uh, that's when Hawks and Best Genus pull up. And it's like, hey, you know, it's time to talk about what we're going to do next. Um, Ray immediately apologizes for what uh, Toya did to them. And they're like, no, chill. You're fine. Don't worry about it. It's not your fault. Uh, it's definitely not his fault. <laughs> but he's a whole, he's a grown, well, he's not a grown ass man, but he's. He's a whole, he's his own person right now, doing mm-hmm. the most. Yeah. You know, if I burn myself in the forest, I'm running to the hospital. And I'm saying, you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to turn into Dabby. Yeah, no, if but I'm then in, again, I'm not an emo Japanese. If I'm stuck on the, on the top of a mountain, completely on fire head to toe, and I've set the entire forest on fire. I'm go- I'm just going to the hospital. <laughs> I'm going straight to the hospital, bro. I'm going to the emergency room and I'm t- and I'm not filling out nothing. I'm not sitting down for no extended time. Take me now, please. So- <laughs> Look at me. I'm a monster. I'm a disaster right now. I am a whole rotisserie chicken. Like, please save me. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'll stop at the store real fast to pick something up on my way to the hospital. I'm, I'm coming down from the mountain. I'm gonna get some munchies, but. It's gonna be a straight shot, pretty much, from the store. Bro, I'm just not doing what he did. I just that again. That's why I don't really. Yeah, but yeah, they basically kind of reconcile with what happened. Is like, yo, I mean, it's funny how Hawk is. Hawks is like, I watched a lot of videos on you, Endeavor, and you know, to see to see how obsessed you were and how that ended up being pretty crazy. But uh, before we get started, did you do this to Shoto? <laughs> Uh, and Ray's like, nah, that was me. <laughs> My bad. Uh, and Hawks is kind of impressed with Todoroki with the idea that he's like cool with them because <laughs> he he thinks back on his parents and how they were terrible people, and is like, yeesh, I just gave up on them, and this kid is just still around and you know supporting his folks despite the fact they're kind of sorta not good. Whatever. Anyway, that's a problem for another day uh it's time for us to move on to the fucking problems at hand uh apparently he mentions that shigaraki toga toga got away apparently uh spinner skeptic and 132 members of the liberation front uh are all just out there plus seven near high end nomu are also loose and on top of that there's still like 10,000 more conflicts from these other prisons out there. So there's uh, there's a lot of problems. And villains are becoming more daring. And citizens who've lost faith in heroes are fighting back. Which makes it even worse. Uh, and this is the interesting part. Because apparently the Japanese government has put in requests from heroes from abroad to come in. 
and uh, and handle the situation, which is fascinating. Uh, <laughs> imagine. I doubt it. Oh my god, I die. I yeah. die. Please let it be some type of multiversal thing, and it's like some version of a. Super Come on, Marvel oh and DC. Oh my god, I will die. Come on, Marvel. Stand. Come on, Marvel DC. That would be on, so funny. You know you want to, Disney. You know you want to put your hands all over this market because you can. And you can You're going to tell me, Disney, power. that if if you could buy Shueisha, oh. you wouldn't? You're a liar. Oh, man. Oh, you know he wants to buy Shueisha. You just need to just, just that one little kind of crack in the arm. Yeah, and we're talking about we're talking directly to the head in the jar that is Walt Disney, who's still alive. Uh, you can buy Shueisha. Just do it. Um, Honest, we've already seen some, like we already seen one hero from a, uh, abroad, just not in this series. Uh, in my hero, <laughs> we've seen Captain. Oh, oh, no, we're we've talking about seen having, Captain Celebrity. We're talking about getting Marvel heroes up in here, Brian. We don't have time for these rando original characters. Fuck these guys, man. <laughs> I want Batman. Although one of them looks like the Flash. I mean, it looks like he has like the little Flash lightning. No, all jokes aside, this was this was actually like the most exciting part of the comic to me. And it was good. This is I guess my third favorite because I'm not putting it in the bulk world trigger. <laughs> but um this this I I had a, I had brought that up a few times. Like, yo, I wonder what's the situation with heroes around the world. But then you guys kind of told me that they addressed that in a movie already, where like basically Japan. I haven't seen any like movies. Huh? I haven't seen any they, movies about it. But um, All Might went abroad for a bit, and he has a guy who made it, who made his like suits and shit that's abroad. Um. They, there was a hero in Vigilantes called uh, Captain Celebrity who made appearance for a while in Japan to like repair his image. So we've seen some some aspects of heroism across seas from Japan, you know. Yeah, um, I think there's also an American character in uh, in Class B. It's Pony, right? Pony Sun. Pony Sun. Oh, I'm not sure. I didn't know that. I remember her. They saying that she's like a transfer from from America. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but in any case, everybody's just like, yeah, I mean, they're here. The Ameri- the or, or the abroad superheroes are here, but the safety commission's down, so there's no paperwork. Like the paperwork that need that's needed to dispatch the heroes are gone. And I'm like, right now? You're worried about paperwork? That's cool. Um, but yeah, we're we're still like trying to figure it out, you know. But with you, you you know, we can make this a little better. So basically, he Hawks puts together is like, look, even though shit is crazy right now with you guys, I know that you're trying to be a better person. So I'm gonna lend my full support to try to anyone trying to be better. And he proposes that uh, that he uh, he and uh, Best Genius and Endeavor all team up uh, to take down villains left and right. So that'd be cool. Uh, that's like a good first start. And Endeavor's like, yes! Uh, not yeah, helps, helps to helps them remain a little bit more solid, helps with Endeavor's image if it is smart. Mm-hmm. Makes a solid front against the criminals too. It's, a, it's an overall good idea. Cause I was, I was like, Dan, what the fuck did they do next? <laughs> yeah, that was that was a pretty solid idea. Yeah, Natsu was just like, 
this is only till we stop toy. I got it. And again, he's like, yes, my okay. son. <laughs> yes, son. I'm sorry. I brought shame. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like the Hawks goes on to say that, like, yeah, now that Dobby's uh, accusation is public, there's no avoiding it. But I thought of a statement to try and get us out of here. But there's one point that we're still fuzzy on. One for all. What is it exactly? Whoa. What is that shit? Yeah, because apparently not only do the heroes that were immediately surrounding the area as Shigaraki was saying it out loud to people. No, the media has caught wind of it and they're asking, what does one for all mean? So everybody's starting to realize the existence of one for all. And they just need to know what the fuck it means. Uh, Endeavor doesn't really know, but he was like right there as Shigaraki was kind of chanting it to himself. And um, he he remembers how Deku called in and was like, sorry for the private for using the private frequency, but there's a chance that Shigaraki is after me specifically. And he kind of puts it together that he doesn't know what it is, but it's related to Deku. Um, and that's when we cut over to Bakugo shouting in my face about Deku. Uh, just being like, Deku, why just snooze when I would you get to snooze while I'm awake? And everybody's carrying him away because he is worsening his condition. by He's just, coughing up blood. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. By just shouting at the top of his lungs. Um so yeah it, it's a it's basically explained that like tokoyami and kaminari are both fine and they're ready for release um uh, and uh ida and and ochako have been just like outside deku's door just waiting for any news um apparently all might has yeah all might has basically said to ask everybody to be to leave him alone with deku so, you know, as Hawks and uh, and Best Genius arrive at the front door, Ida says, like, hey, All Might's set to chill. Uh, he, he needs to be alone. And then we cut to inside the hospital room itself as uh, All Might thinks to himself, the version of me dwelling inside the boy, inside one for all. Right now, you must be talking with the predecessors. And that's where the chapter ends. Um, wow. Um, we might actually get inside the... Uh, all for uh, the one for all dreamscape next time and we might this might be the time that for real we start to actually see the origin uh when we learn about avatar one yeah yeah the first avatar (laughs) 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 this is how i became the first avatar that shit was lit though it was lit that shit was lit actually and i appreciated it way more when i seen it on netflix Oh, dude. I mean, I never... I Like, Korra always got shit that it didn't deserve. I love that show. I gave it some shit, too, bro. Literally because it wasn't The Last Day of Bender, man. I yeah. gave it a chance, and it wasn't... You know, I did the same thing I did with a lot of other series that I've learned to not do. Mm-hmm. Or I at least come to peace with. Set your own expectations. Then you set yourself to get, you know, <laughs> for, for a fall. And you gotta, you gotta be able to understand that and not take it out and project. Folk show. But um, in terms of My Hero Academia, um, fun chapter. It, it's like like um, it's a lot like you know the those One Piece chapters where after arc, you kind of get caught up with the world a little bit and you know st- things starts to move forward. Um, I'm I'm excited that we're like getting underway and and uh, learning new things and about what's transpiring. 
uh, and there's like a clear kind of path as to where we're going now in terms of the story. I think this series, every time every chapter comes out, I'm thinking, oh, it might last longer than I thought it would. Um, Horikoshi might not be as done as we thought he was. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Oh, Josh, I didn't hear you. I think, are you muted? I said, I, no, I, I just said, um, it seemed like, it seemed like it was moving much faster a month ago. Yeah. Just a month ago. Yeah. But you're a- right. It is starting to feel like there's way more mileage in this. And we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Brian, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, this was a really good chapter. Um, I really like how, um, all for one is kind of unwrap. I mean, one for all is kind of unraveling now. Like, yeah. um, if I feel like, I don't know, maybe they'll find a way to like cover it up, but I think it would be interesting that this would be the first time that, um, people actually figure out what one for all is and to see the general populace's reaction to it and how that's going to affect Deku in the future mm-hmm. because um, they were keeping it hidden for a reason, right? Because, you know, then people would be hunting him down essentially um, to, to get that power. So we'll see what happens. Um, maybe Hawks will we'll find a way to bury it or something or maybe maybe Endeavor Endeavor is like I am one for all or some shit like that you know like Ooh. just to take on all the responsibility and then he ends and up dying Hawks for it yeah. yeah that would be pretty wild I think uh, <clears throat> what, what I think will happen is that Deku while talking to the predecessors he's gonna learn exactly what one for all is and then he's going to explain it to people like as the media is like crowding up and everybody's asking this question, what is one for all? I think a deck going to come out and be like, we've been hiding this for a while, but you know what? This is the power of the symbol of peace and all that stuff. It's going to be pretty fire. Um, but no matter what, you know, I think we are, we, all of our theories are pretty like on point, pretty cool. So I'm excited for the future of my hero academia. Um, you guys are ready to move on. Yes, sir. Let's randomize. Infinite Frontier number zero. A uh, new era for DC Comics. Uh, oh, yeah. For what feels like the second time in like 10 years or so. Uh, this is uh, Infinite Frontier number zero. It's a. It's not necessarily a one shot. It's basically kind of a roadmap for what's to come for the DC universe. We haven't covered any DC books for the last month or two months because it's all about future state. And, uh, I was not interested. <laughs> so we jumped, we, we decided to wait till infinite frontier came back to bring it back. And, um, we start off with wonder woman, basically standing at the apex of all existence alongside, uh, the, these, uh, big pillar uh, pillars of the DC universe as a whole. We got the Spectre, the Phantom Stranger, Ganthet, this lady, this other bearded guy. Is he the All-Father? This guy? I think he's the All-Father. And this other bearded guy. Sorry for not knowing. <laughs> uh, well, one, one of them's the, the opposite of the Dark Side. Yeah, the All-Father. Yeah, a yeah, High Father. The all father. High Father's name. 
Yeah, High Father. Yes, there we go. Yeah, yeah. New Gods. Um, but yeah, there, there. She's at the quintessence, which is basically the road, like the, the big centerpiece of, of like the multiverse as as it stands. Um, so I guess like for whatever reason, the Spectre comes down and is like, "I will show you. I will be your guide to." you know, what's coming next for your universe. And, you know, so you can see that it's in good hands and we can fuck off to take take care of this way bigger threat that awaits us. Um, and we start in um, this city of some sort. There's a guy who's just like burnt to a crisp and um, Superman arrives there and is like, whoa, what happened here? And it turns out that uh, the this person was burned alive by this man we all know him as Black Adam, but the public seems to know him as Shazadam for some reason. Uh, I hope that doesn't stick. <laughs> I don't like that name. Shazam. Shazam. I don't like that. I think they just. I think the citizens just call him Shazadam because he looks like Shazam. But yeah. I'm calling him Black Adam. That's his name. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, he's just like, and uh, I guess Superman's just trying to like understand what just happened here. Uh, Flash shows up. He's like, "Whoa, was this you?" And uh, they explain, "Nah, it was Black Adam. He was here." Um, I mean, the Flash shows some doubts, but Superman's like, "Yeah, you know, you never know. He's trying to do good now, so you know, you can't, you can't hate." Um, meanwhile, in Gotham City, uh, this, I think, oh yeah, this is Arkham Asylum. Uh, this random guard named Mahoney. Is just doing his rounds, walking around, doing his routine check. When he arrives at Bane's uh, cell or whatever you want to call it, uh, that has been Jokerized completely. He pulls up Bane's mask and he has been hit pretty fucking hard with the Joker toxin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so hard that he is dead. Yeah, his ah, jaw well, is. He looks hanging. dead anyway. Yeah, it's just this like skinny ass head, like skin and bones head with. Oh, on top of this brolic body. Uh, <laughs> just And Mahoney's like, no, Bane is dead. And so are a few other people that got hit really hard with the Joker toxin. Uh, but yeah, at that point, it's pretty much immediately on the move. Uh, Oracle is just like learns of something, uh, something big. We also get a scene where the foxes are taken by uh, the grifter. Because someone is invading their home, it looks like. Um, oh, no. He also got word about Code Arkham. Uh, the Code Green in Arkham. And they're like, yeah, you guys got to get underground because the Joker's, I think, back, it looks like. Um, it was a Joker attack specifically. So, you know, nobody knows what it, what really is going on because this is a little soon for the Joker. Uh, he's only yeah. been gone for like a few weeks. And this is very unlike him. So... Batman leaps into the fray, of course. Um, back at Themyscira, uh, we see kind of a passing of the guard, uh, essentially. Uh, with Diana gone, uh, the Amazons just start to fight for their right to leave and kind of take her place as the new Wonder Woman. Uh, instead, what happens is Hippolyta kind of chooses Nubia uh, to rule over Themyscira while she goes out and... I remember this because, like, announced that uh, recently is that uh, Hippolyta is going to be the Wonder Woman stand-in at the Justice League team that's being formed Hippolyta? right now. Hippolyta? Mm-hmm. 
Wonder Woman's mom. Her mom? Oh, wow. Yep. That's kind of that's kind of wild. So, so the so the classic Wonder Woman, basically. That yeah, was basically the, uh, the JSA Wonder Woman. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. pretty lit. I'm here for it. Uh, there also seems to be a uh, an Amazon out there as well that you know I guess they gotta hunt down. Um, we get this uh, one scene with, in Battery Park with uh, Alan Scott, uh, and on on the this is a pretty uplifting thing because Jade and Obsidian have been brought back into continuity. Uh, they were wiped out a long time ago uh, with the new Fifty Two. Oh, wow. So because Alan Scott is just like youngified again. Uh, and they basically separated everybody. Um, both of these ideas kind of collide where Alan Scott calls them over to this old JSA headquarters uh, to come out of the closet to them, which is a sweet moment. I mean, I this was like an aspect that they tried to pull off with the Earth 2 stuff. Um, and mm. the only thing I had is that I was worried that it would take Jade and, and Obsidian out of continuity. But, you know, they, they got to merge the two ideas together. And as long as they're together, uh, my only hope is that this actually is like a little hint that there's going to be a new justice society book. That would be fire. I'd be here for that. Uh, yeah. JSA is, you know, when it's written well, it's really good. Yeah. I mean, Shout they're my favorite team in all honesty. Uh, so I'm not mad at it. We also get a tease of the teen Titans Academy book that's coming out soon. Um, where the big draw to that is that Red X from the TV show makes his de- his comic book debut in this series. That's pretty series. cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that alone is the price, worth the price of admission, but it's not a, I don't think it's a bad idea, and then that doesn't hurt. Yeah, I mean, I guess the vibe is not dissimilar to um, to the Avengers Academy, where there is this like uh, established school for superheroes. Like, My Hero Academia for the DC Universe, I'd be down for that. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be mad. Uh, we then cut over to Metropolis, where Wonder Woman is uh, watching Superboy take on basically this entity of time and space itself. Um, and Spectre's talking mad shit about John Kent. <laughs> He's out here like, Jonathan Kent is not Superman and must never be. Meh. Uh and he basically explains like all the shitty things that have happened to John Kent. And even like this last two years or so where he was aged rapidly after spending like however many years with his crazy grandfather and then imprisoned in earth three and tortured by an evil version of Superman. And then ended up in the Legion of superheroes, which I guess he's not anymore. Uh, but yeah, he, you know, he's, He's just like, I don't feel hopeful for John Kent. And um, he just leaps directly into the the very void of this strange space-time monster. And Spectre's like, see, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's being brash and impatient. And um, once he arrives, I guess he just like goes way back in time to when this little thing was a baby. <laughs> and, and is like, and Wonder Woman's like, see, he's not so bad. He knows what he's doing. And he picks up this little baby space-time monster and takes it back to where its rightful place is. And uh, I guess they reward him by allowing him to just go back. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? So yeah, we, we, we won't rob you of all your time like your grandfather did. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, you could go home. Gotcha. And uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman's like, see? And the inspector's like, fine. I still don't buy it, though. He's still going to be a monster. 
watch. Things are going to happen, and he's going to be a big deal. I'm the specter, and I'm a huge hater. <laughs> Bro, his face of disgust and jealousy. Ugh. <laughs> An actual yeah. cool character. I don't like him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we cut over to uh, the greatest couple in comic books, uh, Green Arrow and Black Canary, just chilling. For whatever reason, the Spectre decided to bring them there <laughs> uh, just so he could be like, look at how cool they are, you know? They're doing all right. It's Green Arrow and Black Canary. And they get a call on their phone as they're bantering. Uh, and we cut over to this gas station where Red Arrow has been brought back from the dead. So DC took a massive backtrack from Heroes in Crisis, I guess. Uh, I mean, I'm not hating. I, I, Why do you keep saying it like that? Maybe he just got revived. That was a big deal for a lot of these characters. So soon? <laughs> so soon? Yeah. Well, in any case, he's like, well, I don't know. He uh he try he he thinks about who he's gonna call next and he just decides fuck it. And you know, he just goes, I guess, backpacking across the country. Um We get a little scene with Stargirl, which is nice and wholesome, you know. Um she's got a TV show out, right? So she gets a book, I guess. Uh I don't mind her. I liked her in Justice Society as well. Uh so hopefully that's just another thing of uh, things to come. We yeah, I don't th- exactly know what her powers are, but I don't know. Yeah. I guess she's just strong. Uh, it's her she cosmic rod. Beams. Her rod gives her okay. powers. So, I mean, I'm not very familiar with the star person mythos, but that's how I see it. Um, but yeah, we cut back over to Batman's... Uh, Batman story as he's on his way to Arkham. Uh, meanwhile, Mahoney's on the inside doing heroics, trying to save everybody inside. Um, but it's too late. Uh, it's it's pretty fucked up in there. There's a bomb about like there's like fluids going around and electrical circuits going crazy, and that's a recipe for explosion. And that's exactly what happens. He explodes. Um, Mahoney basically sacrifices himself to save a few people. Um, and he, I guess, passes away in Batman's arms, which is pretty sad. The police pull up to Batman and is like, freeze, Batman! <laughs> and uh, Batman's like, shoot me if you want, but I'm going to go save folks. Um, because apparently there's still, according to Batman's computers, there's still 17 people inside the building. So the cops are like, whoa, 17 people? Fuck that. <laughs> and Batman's like, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm crazy. I'll go in there. Um, we then cut over to this big ass building. I think this is Saint Saint Enterprises, uh, where this like small hairline receding ass kid, this <laughs> receding ass man, is down there, uh, and he's basically explaining like he's he's talking to somebody off screen, and he asks them if they're ready for what the magistrate program has to offer. And we cut over. And it's Scarecrow with a new design, looking pretty video game villain esque. I don't hate it. <laughs> I, I thought it's pretty dope. Yeah, I like it. Um, it looks more. It looks, it looks a little bit more dangerous. Yeah, Scarecrow is fun because he's he's like one of these uh, villains that every artist has a different interpretation of how yeah. he looks. Um, 
Because he's not that stand. He's. I don't think he's anybody's favorite villain. I feel like he's that, like you know, you know like Beast so. has that thing too, where I think everybody draws him different. Um, which is, I think, is cool. I think like there are just some characters like that where people alternate uh, from person to person. But yeah, Scarecrow's like, no, Simon Saint, they're not nearly scared enough. But they will be because I'm Scarecrow and I'm scary. Um, needle fingers, needle fingers. Needle fingers. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, in hyperspace. Uh, on this ship, uh, we have Simon Baz, who I haven't seen in forever, and uh, and John Stewart uh, piloting Teen Lantern over to Oa so she could meet the Guardians because uh, nobody really knows what her deal is, but for whatever reason, she ended up with an equivalent of one of their rings. So, you know, they're going to Oa to deal with that. Uh, I didn't read. All, all that much of Young Justice, and I thought Teen Lantern was a pretty interesting idea for what it was. It's not just like a kid who has a Green Lantern ring; it's someone who has the ring but has like mechanically altered it to work without the battery, which is very interesting. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to what the Green Lantern Corps has to offer. Um, this is one of the more interesting things to come out of it as well as we cut over to the um the totality which is this new headquarters where a group of DC characters, villains and heroes alike are going to watch over the now expanding Omniverse and uh, search for threats and just kind of learn as much as they possibly can about it. Uh, And Flash has been uh, offered a seat on the totality permanently, which kind of stretches him out for his Flash duties. So in a big move, uh, he explains that like, there's this Earth Omega. We don't know what the fuck that is. So I got to work on that. Uh, so in the meantime, congratulations, Wally West. You are now the new Flash. We give him for Again. <laughs> um, I am not mad at it. Uh, I'm interested to see. I don't know who's going to be writing Flash after this. I know it's not uh, the guy who's been writing it since Rebirth started. So it'll be interesting to see who, who takes on Wally as as the flash um but yeah that's the big development there and that's kind of the end of the road for you know as far as uh what they're showing explicitly for what's the future of dc to hold we get a little bit of uh of little tiny teases as they walk through the old the this like path of comic book panels uh we see that aquaman has a full family now um we see that deathstroke is holding his mask for some reason i don't know why um Booster and Blue Beetle are chilling out. There's some cool, interesting things. Lobo meet his Lobo meets his daughter. The Swamp Thing's there. Uh, but yeah, she's now it's time for Diana to you know uh, to make her move. And everybody's like, "Are you ready to join us, Diana?" And he's like, "I have faith that my friends can handle this shit themselves." However, you must under- I decline your offer. Um, Basically, she's like, I'm not just going to sit on the sideline with you old geezers as my friends do all the fucking heavy lifting. And she transforms back into what looks like her like death metal outfit. And uh, she rejects the offer to become just a celestial god. And in one way or another, I guess she's going to join up with everybody else at some point as we get this two page spread of everyone together looking pretty cool. Um, so yeah uh 
but this was really dope. Yeah. But it warmed my heart to see the 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 the, the panel for the Teen Titans, and it's legit like a cartoon team. Finally, that's literally all anybody wanted. Yeah, all anybody wanted. <laughs> Why did it take them this long? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about the '80s Titans, do you? No. Where do you see that team? I don't see them. I'm saying no, they're not there. Wait, you talking about the cartoon team? Yeah. You said under the Spectre. Oh, um, above Swamp Thing. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Look, well, yeah, Raven, the cartoon Star team Star are Star. the cartoon team is the '80s team for the most part. They, nah, they have all these extra people that I don't give a fuck about. They were the Teen right. Titans West. Man, oh, <laughs> the '80s. <laughs> team, the cartoon was based on the '80s team. What are you talking about? <laughs> not, not one to one though. Man, come on, man. You know they had extra they had a lot of extra people. I think they only had Wonder Girl had extra. All on the same team. Yeah, Wonder Girl. That's it. Kid Flash was on the team. Arsenal. No, not the eighties team. Okay. Well I'm gonna stop hating. Get it together. I'm just happy to see Get it that. together. <laughs> Because it's not over yet. We have an epilogue drawn by John Romita Jr. God damn it. <laughs> uh, basically, the we end, we, are, we open on like Earth Omega. And these old geezers are just staring at it. It's just like, haha. You know, Wonder Woman said that our new multiverse is full of goodness. But there will always be a horror brewing out, just out of reach. We should have told her already that we trapped the threat she was worried about. If she had just joined us, Wonder Woman would have seen there's nothing we cannot control or defeat. Uh, Earth Omega, as the Flash called it, will be its prison. And a place of endings. A place where even gods die. And everybody's like, what? And all of a sudden, these like black tendrils just come in. And just in the back of their heads, like stabs each one of these gods of the DC universe. And... Uh, yeah, there's a monologue. Body bag, body bag, body bag. Yeah, oh, um, I guess I should give him one of these. Uh, where is it? New soundboard. I'm trying to get used to it. Uh, uh, they all die. And uh, this guy is talking mad shit. He's like, Wonder Woman and her elf believe this to be a glorious new beginning, a new chapter, but it only brings them closer to the finale. Um. It is time for the lower beads of creation to remember who they are. In their darkest hours, in their deepest moments of despair, this new multiverse is now infinite. But I am finite. I am final. Dark side is the end. Yeah, whatever, buddy. It's All right, dude. Man punches you in the fucking face. Again. <laughs> but we'll see. You're not. I mean, you know, we as we learn from death battle. Dark side is pretty oh, yeah. formidable. He's yeah. I mean, you know, if you could beat Thanos. Yeah. Even with the fucking gauntlet, son, that was kinda wild. Yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. Big boss man status. Yeah, for real. But um Yeah, you know yeah. that. That was uh that was Infinite Frontier. Uh very big Brian, any thoughts? <laughs> very excitement. <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't know. I feel like DC has been like suffering from an identity crisis for so fucking long. I hope they kind of stick to their guns on this and just like fucking worry about creating comics. I feel like they've just been trying to focus on getting new people for so long that they never really established a universe. 
and now we're just kind of back where we started, where everything's back in continuity and everything matters. Might as well just stick with it this time, I hope. Um, yeah, and I hope they just don't let this guy draw any major event continuity. Yeah, John Romita Jr. Yeah, please. Sorry to us. I mean, it's not I don't, I don't all hate. the way bad. This was the guy that was drawing action comics, wasn't he? Yeah, it was kind of, kind of not the greatest. Yeah, but way better than me still. So you I got mean, it. I guess you know. <laughs> I guess so. Mm. Oh yeah, that's all I gotta say. I'm I'm kind of excited to have some DC books up back again and looking forward to it. Um. You you ready to move on, Josh? Oh yeah. It's time to randomize. The champ is here. World trigger. Oh boy! All right. This is World Trigger Chapter Two Hundred and Six: The Away Mission Part Four. The Away Mission Test Part Four. Sorry about that. The draft is over, and now the specifics of the exam are have been laid out. There's two phases. We have the one where it's kind of just um, a living with each other phase um, where the where the border agents have to live in a simulated space that is similar to the away mission ship for a for an amount of time. And there is a battle phase right after that. So, yeah, basically, they we pick up from where that left off. And essentially, Shinoda says, like, yo, OK, so. Before you guys go, you should know that uh, contact between members of the same provisional squad before the test begins is strictly forbidden. Um, we're not going to monitor you guys on that, but we're going on the honor system here. So uh, do not meet up and do not talk strategy or don't do nothing. Don't reach out to each other. So, you know, we're holding you to it. We're trusting you. We're not going to fucking watch over you like hawks, but please, please adhere to the rules. So get out now. <laughs> And um, it's revealed that right after that happens, uh, I think this guy's Nezumi, uh, he pulls up on the screen and is like, each A-rank squad, please go to their indicated conference room. All the A-rank squads split up. And it's revealed that they are going to be basically handing in predictions for how each squad is going to do on both phases of the exam. The purpose of this... Peep game. Yeah. Peep game. Peep game. I like... Oh. All right, right. I, for, I like how they went into the situation because like, I bet we just about to like watch them, you know, share our dark eyes. And it turned into a whole fucking test for them. Yeah. Imagine turns that. Turns Imagine out. Them and they're saying, by the way, pop quiz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guess what? You're the B rank squads aren't the only ones getting tested. So So are you. We want to see if you've been paying attention. Yeah, really. That's basically the whole thing. Is like we want to know if you've been watching the rank wars. Yeah, are you are you keyed into what's happening in your own army? Basically, are you aware of everybody's strengths and weaknesses for the most part? Which is an important thing to know if you're like, uh, especially yeah. if you're like an A rank. If you're an A rank, this is basically your job. You know, like the B rank agents have are kind of on a part time basis. It seems, whereas you know A ranks, this they get paid. Uh, so. And what follows is basically a lot of analysis. Uh, and, man, it's a lot of words. It's a lot of dialogue. But I I personally love it. Um, it's it's breaking down each squad uh, in terms of how they'll do. Uh, 
long and short of it is because if we'll, we'll do this we'll be here forever um og squad is basically like the only problem i can see there is that suji gets nervous about ladies and there's two girls on this team so maybe he just gets nervous and weird uh <laughs> and uh utagawa squad seems all right you know they'll be okay but uh urushima seems to be the wild card in this situation we know nothing about urushima because he just pulled up during the draft so you know but he doesn't seem to be like an uh, an outstanding figure so to speak he's, yeah. he seems to be kind of greedy and in it for himself but at the same time for whatever reason arashiyama mentions that like he might actually be cool because for whatever reason he seems to be good in team situations um i don't know you're talking about the guy with the long black hair right yeah the long black hair kid, kid. i was like what's in it for us Mm-hmm. What's the incentive? Mm-hmm, basically. Boss. <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like him too. But, uh, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I mean, th- just because he's outward and expressive doesn't mean he can't work well on the team. It just means that they're going to have to have a little bit of a thicker show, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess. But they also think that Utagawa was born to be a captain. Uh, Kotaro's on their team and he's like a good kid. He's one of the younger squad members and but he's like good. He's a very disciplined child. And um I forget her name from the Tamakoma two. I feel so shitty. Chica? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, um, Tamakoma oh, one, sorry. Hair. Yeah, blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyrie. Kyrie. Kyrie, I think her name is. Uh Coco? No, not Coco. <laughs> I think there's. I think it's Kyrie. Comment below if you if I get these right or correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure. I think at least her first I name. I definitely is know who she is. I know who she is too. Um, She's the girl with the axe. Yeah, but yeah, she basically puts in a vote of confidence for Yuma. However, she also says that Hughes is the complete kind of opposite because where Yuma is kind of outgoing and friendly. Hughes will never ask help when he needs it, and he'll just stand there to be rescued like a spoiled little boy. (laughs) This shit made me laugh because she flashes back to this time that we haven't seen before where Hughes is just, like, standing, arms crossed after burning something in the microwave. (laughs) Like, somebody's got (laughs) to It just made me laugh. Like, this is is an issue for all of us to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, the uh, Kyosuke kid, he's like, wait, are we going to, what about his horns? You know, I mean, he'll, without a try on body, he'll just have the horns on him. And they basically have to say, well, we have to clear with the superiors that he'll have a try on body while doing it, which I think. By the way, Chris, hmm? we, we were both right. It's Kiryu Konami. That's her name. Konami. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Konami. You said her first name, I said her last name. Oh no, I said Kojima, not Konami. Oh, well then only I was right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically they say that, you know, they'll give her a try-on body, you know, so he can hide his horns. I think they'll find out that it's a try-on body. So that will lead to some weird moments. That's my theory. Uh... Back it, they now talk about uh Kitazo squad, which has Kikuchihara. And their problem is that like Kikuchihara is stuck on the team with a hyperactive kid, and he might get annoyed because he has the uh super hearing side effect. So he's not gonna, oh my god, he's not gonna enjoy being annoyed by this fucking rando. 
Uh, I forgot that he was even B rank. That's no that's crazy. Kikuchihara. Kikuchihara is A rank. Oh, so they have A rank agents on on the yeah, team. Yeah, there are a couple so, A ranks. I missed that. There are a couple A rank uh, characters sprinkled with that. Kitora's in it. Uh, Utagawa is an A rank squad member. Oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So, yeah, basically, there. That's the only problem they see in that squad. Uh, on Kakizaki squads, their uh, their problem is that like uh, Kageura is on that squad, and he does not like fake people. And guess who's oh, on this boy. team? Fake, <laughs> fake Inuka. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the guys I definitely remember name wise too. Yeah. You know, one of those Yeah. He's disingenuous, because, I guess, but Well, it's mostly because Kagura's uh side effect is like he can kind of sense people's I guess um malice towards him to a degree. So or, you know, a general emotional state, he feels it within himself. So whenever he sees something like kind of fake or any kind of malice directed toward him, it feels kind of like prickly. It's like a shitty feeling to him on a physical level. And apparently Inukai might trigger that within him. So it's not, it's not fun time. And I guess they have concerns about Taichi, but I don't know. I don't see. Oh, I think he's just clumsy. I think that's his deal. Cause I remember him dropping some shit earlier. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, he might not be cool, but you know what? Uh, Kakizaki himself, he's a cool guy. He's a good captain. Uh, and their operators, you know, kind of like a stern big sis character. So, you know, they have some, they have something to go on there. Uh, and they start to think like, okay, let's change our approach. Who will do pretty good? Who do we think will like crush it? Uh, me, Mizukami squad seems to be one of the favorites because they're just full of high IQ folks. Uh, apparently Mizukami himself is incredibly smart. <laughs> uh, he has uh, Arafune, who's smart. Uh, the girl is very smart. I forget who's the kid in the middle, because when they do these little chibi faces, they all look the same. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to distinguish. Yeah. You know, um, they're also they say the same thing about Kodera Squad, because apparently Kodera is also very intelligent, and uh, Kitora herself is very smart, and the other two are just like good. At picking up the slack, they're not smart per se, but they they're disciplined enough to follow orders and not cause any yeah, problems. They're not dummies. Yeah, I think one of them they it wrote like it was it was smart, but like in a different way, like a different kind of smart. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was it so it just makes them even more well rounded IQ wise. Mm-hmm. Super clutch. Yeah, Murakami's squad is everybody thinks a stable personality wise. Everybody is just. He just happens to have all the really cooperative folks, uh, just people who are very good in um, in collaboration with each other, which is um, an interesting thing that hasn't been brought up yet. This is like, how do people like working together? Murakami seems to have people who just like to work together, um, yeah. which is good. Ninomiya's squad, they're like, I don't know how he'll do in the first exam because he's the oldest in the group and he seems to be kind of just like a, a, a sourpuss in general. So, you know, I don't know how he react to having some of the youngest people like Chika and Emma on his squad. Um, apparently, Azuma is very passive, which makes sense because like whenever he's on his squad, he very much defers to his team to like a lot of stuff. He's very much a mentor role and doesn't seem to take to leadership that much, which is interesting. I wonder if something happened that caused that. 
and subsequently caused him to be in B rank and all that stuff. Um, yeah, you you brought that up before too, and I I think there's a little story there. To, I, honestly, I can say that for a lot of these characters, I, I can tell like there's there's so much. That's part of one of the best things about the series is that there's a lot of uh like you know it doesn't have to be huge but there's some at least a tiny amount of potential with every character for there to be some type of you know short arc fleshed out for them you know you know what i just thought of and i know it's stupid but i i think that a rank means a way rank and b rank means base rank (laughs) i mean i don't think it's stupid it doesn't i don't think that's what it is but hashtag new theory I mean, I don't think that's what it means, but that's basically how it is. Like everybody. But if that on, is and, the case, Brian said it first. Damn. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> so Ozzy, Ozzy probably just on the grand post. Ozzy just probably didn't want to go on an away mission, so he deranked from away team, uh, from an away rank to base rank, mm-hmm. so he could just stay at home. The moment they saw a neighbor and set their border up, they was like, "Yeah, some of us is going out there, and we're gonna get ours too." Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what does C rank stand for then? Cunts. <laughs> Cuck rank. <laughs> Cuck rank. Casual. Cuck. Casual. Filthy Cuck casual. <laughs> the filthy. The filthy casual rank. The uh, filthy casual rank. Yeah. Like you don't even try hard. You don't even practice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Karama's squad five is interesting because they mentioned that like. Kurama and Yuba are gonna kind of be like first mate and captain. Like Kurama's dynamic is gonna look a lot like Kurama's gonna be very nice, and if anybody gets out of hand, like Yuba's gonna straighten them out, and he'll just be the good cop to his bad cop. Um, which is cool. I don't mind that. It'll be interesting to see like how Kurama works because I, he's a, he's a captain that's shown up in two rank wars. We don't know anything about him, uh, so it's pretty interesting to say the least um then they start to break down people in terms of like their mobility in combat because they say they're like yeah he may do well in the first one but he's not as fast as the other people on this team so it might be weird for him in combat and it's the same thing for kitazoa squad so that's a that's something interesting to bring bring up yeah, I mean they can only they can only go off of so much information. I mm-hmm. mean, even from what they actually seen, there's still like so much more to know and yeah. find out. You can't make any definitive decisions, but you know they tried their best, and that and 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 you know the I forgot the girl's name, but her I, I think it was one of anyway one of the characters bringing up the fact that oh you know some of these teams you could tell were composed of like people thinking about speed in particular mm-hmm. now they now whether that really was the point or not you can see that at least at least two like one or two teams definitely like put emphasis on that because it makes them more flexible in combat mm-hmm. and you know I, I i'll be honest personally i think it's so much more important to think about the combat phase than the sealed because at the end of the day, they're all they're all teammates, and they may have some type of drama, but they're all Earthers. I, I don't know. I feel like it's I think hard the, to kind of like carry that much of a grudge to not get the mission accomplished. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think it's just you know, a lot of people are going to be stuck together for a long time in a confined space. Yeah, and that no, it's totally to... valid. I don't don't get me wrong. I guess I'm saying like. It's not wrong for one of them to to to, to, to try to narrow down that information and then make 
like make out a call to mm-hmm. call something out like hey i think that they're gonna do well because this person was organized from the beginning like with the with the plan like we look at kidazo's uh squad mm-hmm. in particular right they were saying it looks unbalanced like it wasn't put together with as much thought you know based off the assumption like because they you know they couldn't really tell anything that matches up specifically right i mean i don't know this we could go back and forth about this for a long time. I'd yeah. really like to break this down um, yeah, separately <laughs> one day. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in, um, I think uh, Kazama says that Utagawa squad should be strong in battle. Um, Kitazo's like, he has Kikuchihara, so they'll give him away in a dr- uh, an advantage in a drawn-out battle because he can just fucking hear. Kikuchihara is no no joke. I mean, I remember he was like very instrumental in the battle against uh, against the neighbors because of his ability mm-hmm. to hear shit. Oh, it's it was against like an Adora too. So yes, it was yeah. Took him out. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of utility. Um, the fight is apparently like this. The fight could last about thirty six hours. So I think. Maybe it's gonna be a battle royale. Damn. Maybe it's gonna be a tournament. <laughs> okay. Yo, who knows? I think it's gonna be a straight up battle royale. Yeah, I think how that, fire would that be, dude? I cannot wait. They're, they're, that's what their situations already are. It mm-hmm. already is like just a mini one, but they might as well make a huge scale one because you never know who you're gonna run into, and you have to think about that. Yeah, exactly. You're right about that. And what that. better? You know what I'm saying? If you could prepare to. To eventually run into numerous, you know, high combat capable teams, then you're ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's brilliant. I hope that is the case, but I wouldn't mind a good old tournament either. Yeah, but I think the clues shout to a huge battle royale. I agree. Um, it just doesn't get better than that. People getting split up, you know what I'm saying, by accident or something. Oh. Yeah. Um, um, the qu- road trigger was number two, by the way. Yeah, so, very close. Throw that in there. Uh, the team with the most question marks is apparently Wakamura squad because Wakamura. because a they have Hughes and he's such like a weird entity to a lot of people like no not a lot of people know him yet because he's new he's a neighbor so <laughs> not a lot of folks know his deal uh, Rokudera is not a his leadership's in question as we've seen as from the fact that he was shook during the draft. Um, so there's that Suwa squad finally last but not least is basically like they don't have any heavy hitters but you know what I, I think they'll be okay you know they have they don't have bad people on their team you know they have uh, the sniper from OG squad they have Kitora and they have Osamu uh, who Kitora's appeared on that squad with them right yeah who appeared on TV that's that. the note beside uh, beside Osamu's head is appeared on TV <laughs> That is mad funny. Yeah, so they don't have that much else. <laughs> I guess wire guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, they call them the wire buddies, so they're like you know wire buddies. Oh yeah, you're right. They're good. Yeah, there's that two wire nice folks touch. on this team. So yeah, basically the everybody you know continues to talk, and then we cut over to uh, Nezumi and and the higher ups at border just getting the results. Of uh, of what the A rank squads put together, uh, Ninomiya squad is a far away the fan favorite for everybody there. Utagawa squad is in the uh, combat phase, right? Yeah, and Utagawa is largely second place, second favorite. Uh, beyond that, the opinion is just scattered as to who will do good and who won't. Uh, for 
specifically for the phases, the sealed environment, people think Kodera is going to do good, Murakami, Mizukami. Uh, and I respect the squads. Yeah, and Kurama. Uh, Wakamura squad is low. <laughs> He's, he came in last. Nobody cares. Nobody believes in Wakamura. Um, Damn. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the business guy, I know this dude. I just don't remember his name. He's... I think he's the business guy or something. Oh, they flame him, but yeah. Yeah, he basically is like, I don't know, guys. I think Suba's squad is going to do great. And everybody's like, oh, my God. Immediately. Because you have, okay, we get it. You like Osamu. And he, you, you ha- you're you an intense big fan of his. You have an occult following. I get it. <laughs> and He brings up Love something that's actually quite interesting. He's like, no, not really. The reason that SWAT 7 is, one, is probably my favorite is because... It's the only one where all three agents are captains as well. So, Ooh. yeah, it's int- it's really smart. I didn't even think of that. I mean, I, he I, even references how like they understand what it means to give orders. So, how, and so I guess naturally that means you have to know how to listen. You know how important it is to listen, so you will listen. Well, it's not even that. Like, it's he really has like his. Isua himself was a captain, then Osamu and Kitora. Uh Oji or Oki from uh, o, um the other squad, uh Ikoma squad, he's not a captain, he's a sniper. But there's three people who are captains and they they're not even like controlling captains either. Osamu is very kind of, you know, laid back, like more of a submissive captain or an open captain. Kitora doesn't uh Katori doesn't really lead her team all that much. Uh, and Sua's a good leader, like the the de facto leader yeah, of his really. team. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think of when I first, when they first started putting together the draft. And I wonder if that was an intentional choice by Sua to be like, I'm gonna get an all captain squad. That'd be that's smart. That is that is pretty good. Yeah. Get it, then round that off with a sniper like Oki. You know. Mm-hmm. Not a bad combo. Yeah, and the chapter ends where, you know, everybody's getting ready. And uh, the last page shows that it is Monday, March 17th, the uh, away mission test phase one sealed environment phase. Uh, Man, it is so sad that this is just a monthly series now uh, because. Yeah, it breaks my heart every time. This story is like a high analytics (laughs) type of thing where they really go into granular detail about shit. It's hard to do on a monthly basis. It's way better of a week to week thing because then it's so much of a slower burn and month to month. I mean, you know, I know there's nothing that could be done about that, but I'm just lamenting. I'm just, yeah. I'm just getting it off my chest. Um, I'm, I'm right here with you, man. But man, such a great chapter. I mean, I love it every month. Uh, I think World Trigger is like easily one of the most underrated series of all time. Uh, if you're watching this, you and just haven't picked it up at all do it huge fan i can't wait to see what comes of this i think there's going to be a lot of shit revealed i think we might get azuma's backstory i i genuinely think that's what we're going with this um, yeah but yeah i don't have much to say other than it's fucking amazing huge here for it um you uh you ready to move on do you want to have any closing yeah thoughts? i'm ready to move on. brian do you have anything to say no, man, I'm pretty excited for what's going to come next. Hell yeah. All right. 
it is time to randomize. Hellions. We only have one X book, which is incredibly rare. Uh, so <laughs> I will take it. Yeah, I will take it too this week. Um, this is Hellions number 10. Last we left off, uh, the Hellions were dispatched on a mission to rescue a kidnapped Mr. Sinister, who was kidnapped by Arcade, specifically also Mastermind, uh, who did all the dirty work, basically. And we open up to him just basically questioning Mr. Sinister. And he has to confirm every statement he makes so as to confirm that Mr. Sinister, I mean, not Mr. that Mastermind isn't fucking with his head at any point in time. <laughs> because mm-hmm. his illusions are so good he he just makes you feel lost so you know he starts uh explaining what's what's going on basically uh well first of all mr sinister is like can he leave is like no mastermind is like he's uh providing a psychic gloss to this low low-tech murder world where he's basically creating a dream a nightmare scenario for all of the hellions at the moment they're just kind of stuck in their worst nightmares. Uh, and they expl- he also explains, like, yeah, I betrayed you. Um, you know, but this isn't the first time this happened. Uh, he, apparently, I think he kidnapped Mastermind's daughter, and that's why he's doing it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, kidnapped the daughter to to get leverage on the father to betray you. Basically, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, <laughs> that sounds really, really effective." Yeah, and basically, what uh, Arcade wants is a clone of his of clone. It's clones of his own, which is basically Mister Sinister's bag. Uh, <laughs> he's the clone guy. Uh, we then get a couple of scenes inside the the hellscapes of all these um, of all these Hellions, where it kind of starts off. Everybody's doing pretty good they're in their happiest place possible uh Quanon's with her daughter uh john gray crow is on is, just saved a bunch of soldiers while he was in the military uh and Ma- uh, manuel de la roca is eating candy and shit <laughs> and, and surrounded by the people he's hurt so he's thrilled about that i guess uh wild child is the alpha in a t- in uh in a zone where both uh saber and wolverine exist and he's their alpha so, yo, oh my god, that this is probably one of the funnier ones. Yeah, um, Nanny is in just like a room full of children, just taking care of all these kids. Um, meanwhile, Peter's like, "What about me?" And he's like, "Fuck off!" So, you know, there's that havoc. Bro, is, oh, sorry. wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. We, I gotta go back on this one, bro. Wild child, this nigga, yo. So, so Wolverine and and Sabretooth in the middle of a you know, blood soaked rivalry fight. Um, probably its own event in the Wolverine book, right? All of that. So then out of nowhere, Wolverine is like, oh hell no, it's Wild Child, <laughs> the big dog. <laughs> the big dog. He said run. <laughs> he ran away and he just stood there looking over and trying. That was pretty cool this is a great <laughs> i do yeah hellions is awesome uh we cut over to havoc who's just like in this weird air lift who's and hanging out with madeline Pryor. uh he finally has her it's pretty cool he's very happy uh so yeah basically the plan is here is like 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll give him back if you, I'll free you all if you basically give me my clone form. And uh, Mr. Sinister pretty much agrees. Um, but yeah, Master uh, Arcade tortures him anyway. He's just like, cool, uh, but I'm still going to pull all your teeth out because you need to know that I'm fucking serious about this. Uh, so not great. Um, and at the same time, all of these, uh, hellscape starts to break down into their worst nightmare. Um, Quanon is attacked by a scary version of herself. Uh, is this the, uh, is this the, uh, cyborg virus thing that she was fighting in fallen angels? Is that what this is supposed to be? I forget the name of that thing, but yeah, I was wondering. I about Fallen Angels already, bro. Yeah, I mean, I and, remember a pot. Yeah, I was wondering if that was a pot that she was like fighting, mm-hmm. like a an apothecized version of herself. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Gray Crow remembers like his 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 platoon, you know, and it, like the, his hellscape is that he killed his friends alongside his enemies. Um, he, and no, now they're, he's just like torture. He's torturing them. Um, fucking Manuel's dreamscape just turns into like everybody he's hurt now has weapons and is about to torture him. Uh, <laughs> wild child gets cucked out <laughs> by Madeline Pryor and that's his worst nightmare. Um, yeah. And Arcade basically explains that, like, I've killed so many like this in screaming, screaming of the ap- apex of the terror, and then I saved them. So they eventually just be, I become their savior in, in a way. So now you see why I couldn't just let you accept my offer. I had to make you desperate enough. So, you know, are you gonna, are you really gonna help? And he's like, yes. Cool. And that's where the issue ends. Um, this is obviously not going to be over. Uh, I guess the Hellions are going to have to escape their nightmare worlds in order to, to get them out of this. But I'm not, I, I, I don't hate it. I, Hellions has been like just the, the shocker X book for me that it's been like, whoa, this is actually really good. <laughs> um, and yeah, what does the next one read? Escape. Is that what it says? Es- escape. Escape, yeah. Wait, let me see. Escape. Escape. Are. No, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Or die. Yes. Yeah. Or die. Yes. Yeah, so the last one is die. I'm like Ordy. <laughs> <laughs> Ordy. <laughs> or die. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was a really good issue. It was a lot better reading it and laughing at the jokes and, and stuff. Yeah. Between, and, you know, the art's really well done. That's what makes Hellions a fun read every time. It doesn't have to be the best. Yeah. It's you just, know, it's just entertaining. Always entertaining. Yeah. Worth, worth it. Yeah. Time. All right. I'm ready to move on. Are you, Josh? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Bad bitch from Tokyo. Undead Unlock. This is Undead Unluck, Chapter 53. Have any black tea? <laughs> Last we left off, uh, Autumn was defeated. Anawan has uh, dissipated. And uh, Rip is now back to his regular age. Um, 
Foucault notices that Autumn is disappearing and is like, yeah, because we won, you know, we took out its core. So pretty cool. Um, Rip gets uh, Latla to collect the artifacts, the the Soul Calibur artifact that uh, that Unknow Un- left behind, and uh, Foucault basically thanks him. Is like, yo, without you, we couldn't have done this. So thanks a lot. And you you should we should work together. And uh, Rip's like, we can't work together. I want Ark, and if I help you, that means I have to join the union, and that's not going to work out. <laughs> so. I, because I'll never get Ark, and Juice is not going to give me Ark because she's keeping it to herself. So I have no choice but to steal it from under her. Uh, and she's like, "All right, this person may be must be very important to you." And he says, "Yes, they're my everything." Uh, the bunny kid gives back what uh what they stole from them, basically the gun and Autumn. They're in this little these little balls. Uh, that he scribbles on with markers so they know which is which. Uh, so yeah, after that, they're basically, uh, Lotla gives, uh, Fuko the, the G pen artifact that, uh, that Ano used as, you know, I guess a keepsake. And, um, and Rip asks, who was he? Who was Ano? And, uh, yeah, he basically tells him, hey, he's a negator, unknown, I guess self-targeting compulsory type and uh yeah they they fly off and he says i hope we meet again which is nice um you know it's kind of hopeful and that's when they just both kind of collapse under the weight of their own uh exhaustion um so yeah it all worked out happy happy ending or is it because they get into contact with juiz who's uh i guess in taiwan some or like some other country uh basically explains that they basically explain how the mission went and it's like cool we got the autumn um so at least we know how i think we know how he got all that information and it turns out uh on one of their quests they captured the uma called information and the reward for capturing information was to uh bestow the information of the past and future to one currently existing artifact once and only once and it happened to be the g-pen that Ano picked up god didn't like that shit so he turned uh Ano into the uh a negator known as unknown just to f- fuck with them yo that's old yeah it's real mean uh dick move and um undead's like yeah that sounds like god uh <laughs> That sounds like a dick move God would do. Um, so, yeah, basically they're like, so what's the plan for us? And Jui says, uh, head off to Taiwan because that's where they'll find Summer. Uh, so, you know, I believe we can overcome them if we concentrate our forces. So that's their new mission. They're going to take down Summer next. Uh, meanwhile, Jui's, uh leaves Shen, Shen behind to I guess wait for them in Taiwan and she goes off to this weird snowy mountain where Billy is chilling uh, with this weird negator with a with a speaker for a head speaker head over here I don't know what it is but yeah he's just like looking at the information they receive is like wow they really gave away Autumn but you know what they provide us with info so NBD uh, 
Undead, undead and unluck have evolved, especially unluck. She possesses a power that, and he is interrupted by Juiz, can reach God, right? And ends in a two-page spread where Juiz asks if uh, Billy has any black tea, and Billy says, no, sorry, I'm a coffee guy. Uh, I just noticed heat is right there, too. So I guess, yeah, um, remember the UMA heat? Right, that was his name, right? He. Yeah, he he's a he's a big. He's not a human. He's a human. Yeah, he's the he's just down there. If you see the little head, and that's what how they're keeping warm, I guess. Oh shit! Wow, I did not peep that. Yeah. But yeah, that's where the chapter ends. Um. Wow, this is interesting. Uh, I wonder. I guess like they're gonna get a flashback to explain their whole thing. Uh, I wonder what Summer's going to bring. They don't have a no anymore, so I guess they have to evolve in a different way. Um, but I really like this chapter. I thought it was like a really cool closing to the, to the arc. Yeah, nice little transition. Yeah. I didn't hate it at all. Big I like how she, how she pulled up on him. Yeah. You, know, you can't go wrong coming out the teleporter with the sword in your hand. Like, come on. What, <laughs> what else a- does that mean? It's time to fight. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that and then not, and then not uh, cut somebody up. Yeah. Try to or die trying. For real. Um but I like it. Uh overall a really good chapter. I pretty much enjoyed. Um but that's all I gotta say about Undead Unluck. Uh any 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 last thoughts before I move on? Let's a go. Rocket to punch! Batman also featuring Robin. Yeah. Oh. Robin Williams. <laughs> Robin Williamson. Uh, this is Batman number 106. It's been a while since we've seen Batman. Uh, it's officially back from the new frontier, uh, from the future state stuff. So, you know, it's been good. Last we left off, uh, Batman gained a new shonen rival, which I was excited about. <laughs> uh, so, nothing. Uh, Nothing bad to say there. We open with this in this emergency room where this guy is being clockwork orange with his eyes being kept open as he's staring at a bunch of TVs. Um, it looks like Batman. I guess like this is Bruce Wayne. Just like having his shit <laughs> like forced open. Uh, and it turns out Scarecrow seems to have captured him and is like, we start with the most important question. Why do we fear? Um. And then we cut back to old Gotham, whatever that means. As uh, Batman is chasing down these uh, this new uh, villain group known as uh, I know they have a name. It's a weird name. Um, un un something. Yeah, un something. Unnerve. Un un. Damn. Well, it'll pull up. Yeah. Anyway, he's chasing them. And... Unsanity. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Insanity. I knew it was something dumb and edgelordy but yeah it's unsanity um as they're doing this big car chase that's when um fucking ghost maker comes in and is like ha ha i'm the sasuke of batman now <laughs> i do all cool shit um but uh the chase continues and they eventually take down these guys uh while batman pulls up and takes their walkie-talkie and talks to their boss and is like this is batman your friends are going to prison 
I'm not going to let you get away with terrorizing the city any longer. And this lady who's their leader says, are you sure this is your city anymore? Uh, so, you know, future villain coming, coming down the pike. Very excited. Harley Quinn just gets there too late because she's new to the whole running around shit. Uh, so, yeah, basically, that's how it goes. Um, we then come over to uh, to Saint Industries, which we saw earlier in um, in Infinite Frontier. This guy is apparently this like Silicon Valley tech dude who has decided to come to Gotham to bring a new initiative crime fighting initiative to cities across and he's testing it out on Gotham first because Gotham sucks and what better way to test your big old crime fighting initiative than trying to clean up the place that even Batman couldn't they're literally like super super cops yeah super feds Exactly. The the like, team the, the super federal agents. <laughs> the super federal agents. Uh yeah. the the yeah, the plan is ostensibly to um to militarize the police to a high degree where they basically look like death stroke at this point. At least one of them. They're yeah. like, Yeah, you guys do your regular shit and we'll and we'll bring in the big gun to you know, to fuck with the, the, the costume villains that do the most. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think they understand what they're dealing with, but we'll see. Yeah, Mayor Eyepatch is like, hmm, I'll think about it. And I guess he leaves. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Scarecrow is just sitting on a rooftop looking all scary. When did he get so hardcore? That's scary, yeah. <laughs> he got real hardcore. When uh, James Tinian said, I'm going to revive all these other Yeah, guys. when James Tinian James Tinian said, They're going like, to make me do this Joker war first. Yeah. James Henry is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make Batman cool again. I'm gonna make everybody weird and scary looking. Um, not mad at it. Uh, we cut over to Fort Gray where this old man is just complaining about his neighbors, uh, and this is a, basically the townhouse where Batman lives now, uh, the one townhouse that was afforded to him by Lucius Fox, who basically owns the company now. Um, basically. It's him and Ghostmaker rooming and just, you know, sparring all day, thinking about cases and shit. Like, super investigative bros. Uh, But, yeah, they're just talking over this new threat that they've heard about while also sparring. Because everything's a competition with them. Uh, Meanwhile, back at Mayor Eyepatch's house, he's just chilling. You know, he's like, I don't think I'm going to go for this magistrate initiative thing that Saint's pushing. I don't think... Uh, I don't think that's a good idea, which is a surprisingly uh, good thing to come out of a comic book politician's mouth. Usually right. these guys are always like, yes, get these super people out of my city. Do what you got to do. Nah, man, we got Batman, bro. We good. Nah, it feels like a lot. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, so pretty cool. He sits down, you know, pours himself a little scotch and is watching the news and he's like, oh, God. What now? And he's watching Batman's <laughs> latest escapades. Um, this, yeah. <laughs> and the issue ends with uh, a scarecrow, not the scarecrow, but just like a scarecrow hung up in his living room. Was that it there? It might be him there hanging. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just chilling in his bedroom. Like he's yeah, looking all scary. And that's where the issue ends. 
Um, oh no, it is behind him. You could tell. Yeah. Um, like in, on the on the on the last on the bottom panel on the page behind. Yeah, yeah, it's like you right by. Vaguely, yeah, yeah. It's like right by right behind the uh, TV. Mm. Oh, right behind the couch. Sorry. Um, man, he's got a bar right next to a sofa. I just realized. Damn. That's lit. That's so cool. And his bed right behind. He don't even got go far to pass out. Yeah, this is just a mansion with a bed on the ground floor. He's like, I'm about to get fucked up. I don't need to go upstairs right now. <laughs> I'm going to crash on my living room bed. Um, Yeah, I mean, very fun. The artwork for this uh, issue is awesome. George Jimenez, super cool. Uh, I'm glad Batman's back. I've missed this. Uh, James Tinian's run on Batman has been pretty good. Uh, it's been a good successor to Scott Snyder and Tom King and you know all those dudes. It's cool that they've been able to keep Batman consistent for so long. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say for now. I'm excited to see Scarecrow. I haven't seen Scarecrow as a main villain in a long time, so it'll be fun to see how that plays out. Um, you guys ready for the for the grand finale? Oh, it is time to randomize. Said, is this ice? <laughs> Dickhead, is it cold? One piece. RGC. This is Brian's RGC wow. one piece. Uh, let me find it. There you are. Certified, certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. One piece. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like close third favorite for me, um, it was very close between World Trigger and um, and uh, damn, and One Piece. Sorry, I don't know why I had a brain fart there, but yeah, those were the two close ones. We open up in the Grand Banquet Hall, the third floor, as Sanji is just stuck in a really bad. He's down bad. Uh, he is. Black Maria is just like, I have trapped so many people. I, like, I have so many webs everywhere that once you call Robin, she's just going to get stuck immediately. So, you know, just call her over here. Are you ready, Kaiman lady? Are you ready to broadcast his voice across the island? Um, so, yeah, this is wild. She puts on brass knuckles. She is not fucking yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think I've ever seen that in one piece. <laughs> That was Oda letting you know that she means business. Yeah. This is a dramatic moment. She does not fucking Dang. play games. She grips like, the... I think all the extra shit that happens is so much worse than Brass Knuckles, but this it just connects to you. Yeah. Like, it's like you're hit, getting hit with them. Well, it's not even... I'm Sanji. Uh... It's not even just that, because <laughs> she hits him so hard that he the webs bend backward. You see how straight they are in this other panel? How hard yeah. she has to hit him to like have them reverb like that. Like he bounces off her fist. And yeah. she keeps like wailing on him. He's like, call for help. Bang, bang, call bang, for bang. help. Like, a, like it's ping pong or something. For real. Like, like a tether a, ball. Like, paddle, like a paddle ball. Yeah. And um the the women in there. Like, yeah. The women are like, chill, he's had enough. He's had enough. <laughs> um <laughs> And all the dudes are like, he's probably going to say something like, eat crap. You know, it's so funny how much they like think he's a badass. He's like, he's probably not even going to fucking, he's not going to give up now. He's not going to say shit. And then the very next panel, 
is Sanji real big going like, help me, Robin. (laughs) (laughs) And the next few pages are Sanji is basically over loudspeakers across the island. Sanji begging for help, Um, which turns out to be smarter than you think, because as he's like begging for his help and basically losing respect of the people across the (laughs) island. Over everyone. (laughs) Because that straw hat. Is that, is yeah, that's that one p- he's begging for help. That's pathetic. And um, Jinbei knows what's going on because he's like his voice is carrying across the fucking whole island. Um, and um, oh, I think I, even Marco has an idea what they're doing because at that moment we cut to Usopp and he's like, "Wait a minute, I can hear the voice coming from that thing." And uh. I feel like this was a gambit specifically so people can find oh, these little... Oh, recognize like, yeah. where that team was coming from because he heard how dumb talking about too. Mm-hmm. So that it, was really clutch. Yeah, it, it's basically two... It serves two purposes. One, Sanji genuinely needs help. This is his one Achilles heel that he will never do is hurt a woman. So he actually kind of genuinely needs Robin to step up. Um, and... They hear someone coming their way and they're like, haha, so it works. <laughs> Pretty cool. And um, this is like so weird and funny. Very Sanji is like, she's like, you're going to join my other little pets. And Sanji looks behind him <laughs> as these like goons are just like, we only love Miss Black Maria, nothing else. <sighs> and Sanji's like, fuck that. I love polyamory. <laughs> I know yes, all women. I don't know you. <laughs> You can get some too. Uh-huh. You can get I some. I like too. how she catches the attitude about that. Yeah, she's like, "Don't you dare cheat on me like that." You need more discipline. And she, she comes in, <laughs> she comes in cocked fist, just like, Wah! and Sanji apparently put down his. He's, he could have gone color of armament this entire time, but he doesn't want to even hurt her fists, so he's not been using it this entire time. And like right when he's about, to, she's about to come down on him. The gigantesco mano comes through, slaps the living shit out of Black Maria. Uh, and guess who? It is Robin. Bad bitch from Tokyo. <laughs> he told her, like, girl, don't underestimate her. You calling a savage to pull up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Sanji is just crying tears of joy, just like, Robin. <laughs> and, um, Robin's like, I spend a lot of time in evil organization, and when someone does something horrible to my friends, the demon part of me starts to, starts to emerge, uh, which is cool, because Robin's nickname is the Demon Child. Uh, her her Navy nickname, like her bounty nickname, is Demon Child, which is a cool way to use her name. Um, and at that moment, it shows she's not alone because fucking Brooke pulls up, cuts him out of his webs. Uh, hell yeah, Brooke is so fucking clutch. Oh, yeah. Um, so he frees Sanji, and he also seems to have frozen a pathway for Sanji to like glide upon. Um, so yeah, Sanji's like, "Thank you, I gotta go and save Keenan Mon's group." So can Sanji just blue walk over that? I mean, it doesn't matter oh, because yeah. because um, <laughs> Brooke basically made a path, so he can just walk on. He doesn't need to use blue walk or air walk. I think he calls it skywalk, actually. Oh, there you go. Blue walk is when he does does it underwater. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, as he's going off to save the um the samurai, uh, Robin says, "Sanji, thanks for relying on me for help. I really appreciate that." 
and he and just he just slides across the ice path that Brooke made for him and just crashes. Very Sanji. Um inside the sealed storeroom inside the dome, uh Yamato found the little speaker devices that these guys are using. They're apparently like uh animatronic animals that people are using, like little speakers that move around somehow. Uh and yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, Sanji's gambit even worked better than he thought because Yamato was like, oh, I see you, bitch. So it's cutting off communication from the rest of the island from these guys, which is pretty cool. Um, but it turns out the jig is up. Uh, Kaido's men have found them, uh, and they're bursting down the door. They're using a battering ram, and um, Yamato's like, well, we got to go. Get into my clothes, Momonosuke. And uh, her and Shinobu burst through the doors, uh, and they run off. Meanwhile, on the third floor, fucking Jack is still up after yeah. after guys with his ass beat. <laughs> this is like the third time that Jack's got his ass handed to him. <laughs> like <laughs> he's not impressive so far, but you know he's like. I mean, he had his moments that was off off camera, you know. I guess. Well, no, they said he used shifty methods to get to him. Like, yeah, poison and shit, right? Well, he bombed the Zo. He like poison bombed the Zo folks. And that's how he won that battle. Does like, that mean that Sanji's going to fight Jack? That's what it looks he like. He was going to go help Kinemon's group. So. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Because Jack's on his way to kill the samurai. He he basically takes up the the goal because Black Maria is otherwise occupied. Um, so Jack picks up the slack. Sanji's on his way there. So they're probably going to fight it out. And um, yeah, Black Maria is now freed up. To take on uh, Robin and Brooke. Team up. Read up. <laughs> we'll say that. Oh, yeah. She's shirtless now. Uh, I was like, how are you going to show this, Oda? <laughs> and she's got this weird staff with a face on it. Looks really she's cool. On fire. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, oh, I pre- uh, listen to me, Nico, Robin. At the end of this, you're going to belong to Master Kaido. Heart. Heart. <laughs> and uh, Robin, <laughs> Robin's like, no thanks. I'd rather be dead. And Brooke's like, oh hell yeah, giant titties. Whoa, he's about <laughs> to be such a lit fight. <laughs> That's what he's thinking. We'll win or lose. Oh yeah. Um, I'm so happy I tagged along with Robin. Yeah, oh, right. Um, for sure. Wow. And th- you know what? This is a cool little team up because Brooke and Robin haven't had many scenes together, or like no. many moments together in general. So. This will be a lot of fun. I'm very into it. Uh, and technically, what, it was Frankie, then Robin, then Brooke. So they're the two closest team members. Uh, so Even though Robin, Robin was there before Frankie, but still. She ain't joined Robin, him yet. Officially. Robin hasn't had a fight since Skypea, by the way. Dang. This is true. She hasn't had like a one-on-one fight since like early Dang, chapter like chapter yo. 200, mid-200s. Imagine that. So that fact alone is the reason why. That was probably like ten years ago. Literally years ago. Yeah, probably ten years ago. Probably even more because like ten years ago was what when we were in high school. It fell down. Yeah, yeah, we started reading One Piece ten years ago. Damn. You were showing me that shit like junior year, and I was laughing. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe me. Um, <laughs> Brian, look at it, look at look at us now, huh? <laughs> yeah, Brian, I've heard that people are talking shit about our boy Sanji. 
Yeah, people are what saying do you that. Mean? Throwing dirt on his name because he, he, he reached out to his crewmate for help. So there's actually some something that came up out of this. Well, most people are like, um, Oda hates Sanji or like that Oda doesn't give Sanji any cool moments. Is even this Sanji, yeah, even Sanji's voice actor, Japanese voice actor, even he's complaining about Sanji not getting any cool moments. And, First of all, um, Sanji has had some of the coolest moments in the entire series. Oda, Fuck out of here. <laughs> Oda responded to the Japanese voice actor and he said if he wants Sanji to change, he's going to have the voice actor has to change himself. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's like, you're not that cool either. <laughs> okay, so I'm about to defend Sanji on a narrative level even. Because this is a very consistent philosophy within Sanji going all the way back to Annie's lobby. Um, if you remember back then, Usopp was fighting Jabra at the time. And Sanji was recently saved from the being... Wolfman. Yeah. from He was recently being saved by, you know, from being completely cleaned to a point where he couldn't move. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> as Usopp was about to get destroyed by Jabra... Guess who comes in? Sanji. And in, in that moment, Usopp was like depressed because like Sanji's telling him, hey, go save Robin. Like, and what he basically explains as to why he's like, we each, everybody on this crew who has shit that we can't do. I can come here and I can fight this guy. I can't go save Robin. You can. And Sanji is very consistent in that where he is very aware of his abilities and he's very and he's very fucking stuck on that point where he won't hurt women. He knows this as a fact. He's like, I would rather die, but I also can't die. So I'd rather ask for somebody who can handle this situation and someone I personally approve of because I'm not asking Zoro to come down here to fight a woman. It's got to be a woman to fight a woman. And I will and I will go and save the samurai. He knows what he, Sanji's very. Sanji's an incredibly smart person. He's a very tactical human being. He's like Loki, one of the tactical geniuses of this series. He's sh- and he's super on the bound, too. You know what I'm saying? Where those things usually don't. Yeah, he's, a, he's immovable on his morals and his ethics. Or what, however you disapprove of them or whatever. He's very immovable in that. So he needs and to... I'm- go off and do his own like thing he's emotionally aware you know sure he's a thirst bucket for women but he's also understanding towards their feelings and empathetic you know that situation it's just so wild that people are saying that because he just had a whole arc dedicated towards him mm-hmm. and honestly he he all right i'd say this he needs to get his fight he will um he, and, and i know he will that's why i'm not upset but aside from that He's he's gotten so much attention, um, mm-hmm. even as of recent, and he's always been one of them niggas, if you ask me. Like, yeah, I also say that on the point of him, uh, of his like empathy towards women, he has that, but he's also aware they need to be defeated if they're in the way. So like, it's not like he's. It's like, just not going to be him. Dude. It can't be him. <laughs> like just because it be. it's been drummed into his head on a weirdly psychological level, um, that he can't he can't do it. But. Yeah, I mean, to say that Sanji doesn't have cool moments, he has some of the coolest moments. I've also heard some people who want to defend Sanji say that he's the most versatile straw hat on the crew. Um, Yeah. Depends how you look at it. 
I would say he's the smartest member of the crew, like in a in a battle sense. Like he's the more strategical. Usopp isn't smarter. Maybe it's between him and Usopp. I mean, Sanji is always known when to hang back, and he's always he always just comes out of nowhere and fucks up the enemy's plans on a high degree. Uh, Robin's pretty smart, but she's not that strong. Yeah, I mean, you know, you go back to Alabasta. You go back to Alabasta. He he managed to keep himself and Chopper like out of the radar. Uses Chopper as a distraction to come in and save the crew. Uses the fact that Crocodile didn't know about him at, on a strategical level. Uh, he fucked up the arc in in uh, Skypea. True that. Yeah, he had his moments, man. That's Black Leg Sanji. These niggas don't forgot. Why don't you go back to chapter one and then and meet us back? <laughs> yeah, for real. And fucking relax. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people are, people are wrong. Statement. To, to these people whatever the hate against sanji in this moment and plus that that shows again now because Salty. this whole point there's the double edge of calling for robin for help but also revealing where these fucking speakers are and potentially allowing others to cut off communications between kaido's crew oh people are yeah, so he wrong. knew robin was gonna take her out and she got help with brooke this <laughs> was a smart ass play he knows he knows what time it is yeah, agreed. He was also emotionally mature enough to say that he didn't want like like to to resent the the upgrades, like the robotic suit, but still know like man, I'm going to keep this with me because this could be the difference between life and death for my crewmates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that means something, man. He hated his family, and his family redeemed themselves after that shit. No, yeah, he basically told them China. like, "I'm not your son, and I'm not your brother, no matter what yeah, you do." This is. Yeah, this is me splitting on my own terms, holding my nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, isn't that the dream, huh? Yeah. T- telling your dad off while gripping your nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What a great chapter. Relatable. Yeah, I agree. I mean... <laughs> dude, yeah, anyway, yeah. Great. Anyway, it was a great chapter, man. I lo- I'm, I'm loving the setups. Best part about it, no week break for Oda. He's coming back right next week. Ugh. So excited. Bless. Bless. Blessed is Feeling the blessed, order. Man. Blessings up. Blessing up. <laughs> Blessings up. I don't even say that, man. I just, <laughs> that's not even my usual thing. <laughs> but, you know, it is to today. Um, Bro, we got a 29 page chapter, World Trigger for the 100 chapter. I mean, for the 100 episode. Yeah. Righteous. For real. I'm telling you, man. They know. I mean, speaking of which, I mean, we got fans. when do you say we close the 100th out then? Let's go. Yes. That has been our show. Thank you guys for everything. Uh, if you've been watching from uh, listening from the beginning, if you watch us on YouTube, whoever is you know giving us view counts, whoever you are, we're greatly appreciative of it. Um, of all the things in this in the last year and a half that's been kind of shitty, this podcast has not been one of them. Uh, it's given me something to work on. <laughs> giving me something to do. So I don't completely lose my mind. Uh, So I'm grateful to it. I'm grateful to you guys. And I'm grateful to uh, our original producer, Chef Brian Boss. The boss man. Uh, He gave us this fucking setup. I still have his mixer. He gave it. He didn't like. He's the best. He's the best dude. And we may hear from him again quite soon. (laughs) Huh. Quite. Quite. <laughs> what? 
But until that day comes, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, I hope you guys join us for the next hundred. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun, oh well. I didn't mean to click that, but big news! It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I I can't wait to do it, uh, and hopefully we'll be back together very soon in one room. We all live in the same city, <laughs> uh, so yeah. you know, for it's pandemic reasons, we've been apart. But you know. Hopefully we'll we'll meet again very very soon and maybe for the two year anniversary in mid April. No promises though. <laughs> uh, but in any case, thank you guys so much. I'm Christian Espinal. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole underscore thirty seven. Brian at B dot ESP on Twitter and Instagram. I think Brian Boss, our original producer, the mastermind behind this whole show, you could follow, I think he still has his Instagram up at Saucy Brian Bossy. Still one of the best handles of all time. Our theme song guy, special thanks to him, is Drum Foo for giving us a fucking dope ass theme song to bump every yeah, man, episode. Yeah, I love it. You know, it, was, it was made so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so hit him up, uh, you know, Follow him on Instagram. Very talented individual. Email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about. We're here. Uh, if you want to, you can also comment. Let us know how you feel about the show. Anything we could do better. I mean, I'm looking for self-improvement here. Make the show a little more fun. Uh, things to do to make this more fun for you guys and make it a, a show that you guys would want to share to a bunch of people. Uh, so please let us know your suggestions and or you know just drop some nice words i don't mind <laughs> i don't mind any nice words uh so yeah uh subscribe to us on itunes spotify amazon music pandora uh wherever you listen to podcasts we are on there uh do that subscribe to us on youtube like all that stuff all right let's let's close it out thank you guys so much and stay safe new jump citizens one honey that's gonna be the title <laughs> one honey one and then i one h-u-n-n-i-t all right you got it <laughs> one honey 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 <laughs>